Welcome to Indie Radio Newsreel. I'm Prathamesh and you're listening to the news updates for September 26, 2022. Here are the international news updates for today. Italy's far right wins election and vows to govern for all. Far right leader Giorgia Meloni has claimed victory in Italy's election and is on course to become the country's first female prime minister. Ms Meloni is widely expected to form Italy's most right-wing government since World War II. That will alarm much of Europe as Italy is the EU's third biggest economy. However, speaking after the vote, Ms Meloni said her brothers of Italy party would govern for everyone and would not betray people's trust. Italians have sent a clear message in favor of a right-wing government led by brothers of Italy, she told reporters in Rome, holding up a sign saying, "Thank you Italy." Cuba votes to legalize same-sex marriage. Cuba has voted to legalize same-sex marriage in a national referendum. About 2/3 of the population voted to approve reforms in the new family code, which will also allow surrogate pregnancies and give gay couples the right to adopt children. It marks a big moment for Cuba, which saw gay people persecuted in the 1960s and 70s. However, there was significant opposition to the reforms among religious groups and conservatives. The referendum on Sunday was for a new family code, a 100-page new document that went through more than two dozen drafts and hours of debate in community-level meetings. Cuba's government had backed the law change and ran a nationwide campaign urging people to approve it. Deadly gun attack at Russian school kills 21. A gunman opened fire at a school in central Russia, killing at least 21 people and injuring 24, Russian officials said. The victims include 11 children at the school of about 1000 pupils in the city of Izevsk. The gunman killed himself at the scene and was a former student of the school. Videos posted online appear to show panic inside the building where the shooting took place with children and adults running along corridors. Other footage shows blood on a classroom floor and a bullet hole in a window with children crouching down underneath desks. Five rescuers died as typhoon hits Philippines. Five rescue workers in the Philippines have been killed in a typhoon that has left homes flooded and millions without electricity. They were washed away in flash floods while carrying out operations in the district of San Miguel, north of the capital Manila. The district was among those hit hard by typhoon Noru, with some residents seen stranded on their roofs while others waded through chest-high garbage-strewn waters attempting to pass on supplies. The typhoon caused gusts of up to 240 kilometers per hour on Luzon, where more than half of country's 110 million population live. Uganda medical workers strike at Ebola hospital. Medical interns at Uganda's Mubende Hospital have gone on strike, accusing the government of not providing them with appropriate safety kit, risk allowances, and health insurance. The hospital, located some 150 kilometers from the capital Kampala, is hosting the main isolation center for Ebola patients as the outbreak continues to spread in the central region. All 34 interns, including doctors, pharmacists, and nurses, said in a statement that they would not return to work and want to be evacuated to a facility with safer working conditions. Six intern medical workers are said to have been exposed to the virus and are currently in isolation, awaiting lab results. Now to the national news stories. PM Modi leaves for Japan for Shinzo Abe's funeral. Prime Minister Narendra Modi left for Tokyo on Monday evening to attend the state funeral of Japan's former PM Shinzo Abe, who reshaped Japan's foreign policy including setting out a bold vision for a quantum leap in its ties with India. Abe was assassinated in July this year and is being given a state funeral at Tokyo's massive Nippon Budokan indoor area on Tuesday. India had announced a one-day national mourning on July 9th as a mark of respect for Abe. Mr Modi will also call on Mr Abe's widow Aki Abe before returning to India. 
He will also attend a formal ceremony for dignitaries at the Akasaka Palace and hold a brief bilateral meeting with Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida, his third such meeting this year. Jay Shankar takes a dig at American media for biased India coverage. India's external affairs minister S Jay Shankar on Sunday slammed the mainstream American media including the Washington Post for the biased coverage of India. I look at the media, you know there are some newspapers, you know exactly what they are going to write including one in this town, Mr Jay Shankar told a gathering of Indian Americans from across the country on September 25th. Washington Post is a national daily and is currently owned by Jeff Bezos of Amazon. Look, the more India goes its way and the people who believe that they were the custodians and the shapers of India lose ground in India, the more actually some of these debaters gonna come outside, Mr Jay Shankar said. Will not take fake news pedal by BJP lying down says Congress. The Congress on Monday said it has initiated legal action in 5 cases of fake and divisive news peddled by BJP leaders and their online hate factory to hurt Bharat Jodo Yatra asserting that it will not take this lying down. Congress General Secretary in charge of communications Jairam Ramesh also shared what he said was a police complaint by Kerala MP Hebe Eden against a particularly vicious bhakt We have initiated legal action in 5 cases of fake and divisive news peddled by BJP leaders and the bhakt online hate factory to hurt Bharat Jodo Yatra be warned we will not take this lying down Ramesh said Supreme Court issues notices on Rajiv Gandhi assassin's premature release The Supreme Court on September 26th sought a response from the state of Tamil Nadu to petitions for premature release filed by S Nalini and R P Ravichandran serving life sentence in the assassination of former prime minister Rajiv Gandhi a bench led by justice B R Gavai and B V Nagaratna issued notice to the state and listed the case for hearing on October 10th the court asked the petitioners to serve a copy to additional solicitor general of India K M Nataraj The Madras High Court had in June dismissed the writ petitions filed by Nalini and Ravichandran who had sought a direction to the Tamil Nadu government to release them forthwith without waiting any more for the governor's nod to a September 9, 2018 cabinet recommendation. Bombay High Court slams Jain bodies appealing for ban on meat ads. The Bombay High Court on Monday asked three Jain religious charitable trust and a city resident practicing Jainism why they were seeking to encroach on the rights of others by appealing for restrictions or ban on advertisements for meat and meat products in print and electronic media. A division bench of Chief Justice Dipankar Datta and Justice Madhav Jamdar further noted that the issue falls within the domain of the legislature and it cannot frame law or rules imposing bans. Three religious charitable trusts and a Mumbai resident practicing Jainism claimed in the plea that their families including children are forced to watch such advertisements have you read the preamble of a constitution it makes certain promises chief justice datta said thank you for listening to indi radio news reel for more news audiobooks and podcasts stay tuned to indi radio or log on to www.indijournal.in also consider subscribing to listen to our premium shows